Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast called My Comfort Show, Gilmore Girls Tea and Inspired Recipes, where if you don't know, um, just in one sentence I'll explain, it's basically each week I chat about the TV show Gilmore Girls and I cook recipes that were inspired by each episode so I basically just try to come up with something creative that was inspired by something I saw in the episode or something that they were eating it all really depends and it depends on how I'm feeling that week and what I want to make but um, so far it's been really fun for me and um, another cool thing is that this is our fifth episode together so yay it's a number five milestone but kind of on that same topic I wanted to make a few announcements before I get into the rest of the episode because I've been sort of expanding the podcast a little bit Um, I don't want to expand it too much to the point where it gets really overwhelming to um, manage but I was able to distribute this podcast on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts as well because um, previously it was only on Spotify so if you are not really a Spotify person that's not where you listen to podcasts then um, maybe you found me through Google or Apple Podcasts so it's just another way for more people to have access so that's really exciting and The second announcement that I wanted to make was um, that I started an Instagram and so far it's been really fun. Uh, It's just at my comfort show and you can go ahead and follow me. I was basically, I was kind of on the fence about starting an Instagram just because again I didn't want it to become really difficult to manage both the podcast and an Instagram and then I have my own personal Instagram as well so I don't know I didn't want to get really overwhelmed but um, I was just thinking over the past few weeks that I have all these recipes and all these things that I'm sharing with you all and it just feels kind of weird to only talk about them on the podcast and cooking is one of those things where you really have to see it (laughs) and it just felt really strange to just only talk about it so I put videos and photos of all the recipes that I make for the podcast up on the Instagram so again it's at my comfort show if you want to follow and just see the process of how I make everything because it's really fun for me to film those things and choose what music to go in the background and all of that. It's been fun. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about that more once I get into the recipe part of this uh, episode. But yeah, I just wanted to announce that Instagram. And my third announcement is just an update on some of the bonus episodes that I was talking about last week because um, just to fill you guys in, uh, last week I was kind of talking about how I wanted to make some bonus episodes every now and then. Um, Not at a particular schedule, but I think at least one, yeah, I think at least one bonus episode a month um, because I just want an opportunity to talk about other things that I'm 
doing or that I've been enjoying that don't necessarily have to do with Gilmore Girls. So, um, for example, I'm thinking of doing one about the books that I've been reading this summer and also maybe just some other things that I'm watching or cooking, like other recipes that I make that maybe aren't related to Gilmore Girls episodes and things like that. So... I, I am slowly planning those bonus episodes, but I don't really have a good sense of when my first one will come out, but just kind of stay tuned for it. And I'm also thinking of designing new cover art for the bonus episodes specifically so that they kind of look different from my regular episodes, so they just kind of stand out. And um, I've just been really enjoying designing cover art and designing stuff for the Instagram. It's just very relaxing for me. So I hope you enjoy that once you end up seeing it and once I put out a bonus episode. But yeah, I think those were all my announcements for today. Um, I would love to get into the details of the Gilmore Girls episode that we watched for today. So um, of course, as you probably know from the title of this episode, we're going to be covering season one, episode five, which was called Cinnamon's Wake. The air date was November 2nd, 2000, which means we actually didn't get a Halloween episode. I don't know if Gilmore Girls does Halloween episodes. Um, we'll just see where this journey takes us, but yeah we must have just we really just skipped over halloween um but yeah i mean november 2nd we're in the fall season um we already got some fall episodes but um i've just been really liking the fall inspiration because that was um one of the inspirations for the recipe that I made for this week, so why don't we just get right into that. So my recipe for this week was apple pie flavored Linzer cookies with lots of cinnamon added because my main two inspirations for this recipe were, was, um, or were, number one, cinnamon because cinnamon is the name of the cat that unfortunately passed away in this episode um but i love cats and i love cinnamon and i think it's one of those ingredients that you that's pretty um commonly used in baking especially so i thought of incorporating that somehow um, and then, of course, my second inspiration for this recipe was the fall theme, which when I think fall, I think apples and apple pie and just a lot of baked things. Um, because as you know, sometimes with these recipes, I like to do a cooking recipe as opposed to a baking recipe. But this week, I really felt more like baking something so yeah, I came up with apple pie flavored Linzer cookies and I kind of adapted it from a recipe that I found online for just making regular Linzer cookies, which are basically sandwich cookies. 
um, they're very, um, you basically, you make two thin cookies and then the top cookie has a little window in it so it's like a circle cut out it kind of looks like a donut shape you know um, it has a circle cut out so there's a window and then that window allows you to see the filling that's inside the sandwich cookie um, a lot of time with linzer cookies the filling is jam and that was kind of what i did so i made an apple jam which i've never actually made before but I was just kind of winging it and just I wanted I knew I wanted to use apples I wanted to use cinnamon so I just kind of uh, I just sliced up apples into small pieces um, I actually just used one apple for this and I put a lot of cinnamon c cinnamon and I used cardamom as well and you put it in a pot with a little bit of water and you just put it on medium-high heat and you just stir it consistently just keep on stirring it so it doesn't like burn or get stuck to the bottom and you basically do that until the apples get soft to the point where you can kind of like mush it up with a fork if you want it to be more um more mushy kind of like an applesauce and yeah it was basically like an applesauce but if you cook it for longer it gets thicker so it's a little bit more spreadable and less like a sauce if that makes sense so I just called it apple jam I don't know if that's the official way to make apple jam but it ended up tasting really good it actually tasted a lot like the filling of an apple pie which um, after I made the apple jam and I kind of I saw what the consistency looked like I realized that it looked like the filling of apple pie so I just knew that I wanted to um, I knew that I had to put that in a uh, the Linzer cookie because the Linzer cookie itself um, actually kind of tastes like a pie crust because it has butter, sugar, and cinnamon as well. There's actually cinnamon in the cookie itself. So I thought those flavors would go really, really well together. And if you follow me on my new Instagram, I put a video showing basically the steps of how I made it and they came out really really beautiful. I also made another kind of jam. I made strawberry jam because um, I ended up making these cookies for uh, my mom was having a dinner party and she needed some kind of dessert so I decided to sort of help her out with that and um, I wanted to make two different flavor options so I have the apple pie flavored ones and then I also made a strawberry jam so um, half of the Linzer cookies were strawberry filled and then the other half were apple pie filled or like apple jam filled so that's why if you go on the Instagram you'll see um, part of the video I'm making a strawberry jam as well so that's why it might be sort of confusing um, but yeah and what else yeah I dusted it with powdered sugar it looked so 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 pretty so I highly recommend you guys try this recipe I have to admit it was um, on the more difficult side so if you're up for a challenge by all means try it out um, it's a little bit time-consuming, but it's very relaxing to do if you just want to take the day um, 
I mean, it didn't take the whole day, but if you want to take maybe the afternoon to just make something and um, it feels very rewarding because the cookies look so beautiful at the end and they taste amazing. So I'll put all the recipe links in my description for this episode. And again, check out my Instagram because there's some fun stuff on there involving this recipe as well. Um, so yeah, if you wanted to try it yourself, you can always email me at mycomfortshow at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram. And I would love to know how it went for you. Um, let me know if it tastes good because... Um, I really think they taste good, so I hope you all enjoy them as well. So yeah, um, why don't we get into the episode for today? So just as a reminder of where we left off last week, um, in last week's episode, Rory ended up missing her test but her teacher, Mr. Medina, ended up agreeing, uh, agreeing to give her an extra credit opportunity. Um, so that was all just kind of uh, wrapped up very nicely. And um, I'm curious if we're ever going to see Rory actually working on that extra credit. Um, I'm not sure. I've only watched a couple episodes ahead. Um, so most of this is very new to me, but I am curious if they do continue that little storyline. But in the episode for today, in Cinnamon's Wake, it opens on the family dinner, which is exciting because last week we didn't have a family dinner in the episode. So we finally get to see Emily Gilmore again and unfortunately Richard isn't there because he's apparently on a uh, I think on a business trip in Germany but Emily is talking about how Lorelai's cousin Claudia died and her funeral is on Thursday and basically Lorelai is saying that she's super busy and she didn't really know Claudia at all it sounds like they really only hung out once or twice as children and because of that she thinks she would just have to miss the funeral um and um and emily says i don't think claudia is planning to die a second time (laughs) which is sort of bleak but i don't know i i guess i felt it was kind of weird that lorelei didn't really show very much um empathy I guess that her cousin passed away but I don't know and I'm not really sure what this little like detail had to do with the whole episode because it kind of comes back at the end of the episode but um yeah I'm not sure why they chose that I guess just maybe the parallel between the cousin's funeral and as we'll see there the cats wake later on so maybe that's kind of a parallel that they're trying to draw there but um and that was pretty much what we got at the family dinner and the next morning we're at the Gilmore home and it looks like Rory is getting ready for school um Lane is just 
listening to music in uh, in one of the rooms. Um, she's listening to very loud music. Um, she sort of seems to have a bunch of different sides to her as a character, which I find really cute to watch. Um, like how in last episode we saw that she had her whole closet was just decorated and was her own special special place in her home. Um, whereas the rest of the house was very much just like plain. So I find that really cute with her character. And as we find out, the Chilton bake sale is that day and Lorelai was supposed to be making something homemade and Rory emphasizes that it's really important because all the parents chip in and I think Rory just doesn't want to feel left out if her mother doesn't really follow the same trend. Um, and I have to admit, Lorelai doesn't really seem like the kind of person who would bake something for a bake sale. Um, and as we see later, she has her own kind of solution to that problem. But yeah, so she really just reassures Rory that everything will be under control. And uh, as Rory and Lorelai are walking outside to go, um, you know, Lorelai's going to work and Rory's going to school, they come across their neighbors, Bebet and Maury, in the basically in their front lawn because their neighbors are like next door neighbors so they're right there and Babette is taking her cat Cinnamon out for a stroll in a very kind of homemade looking baby carriage or cat carriage that seems to be made of some crates and like there were some curtains too it was like a uh, fabric made for some curtains um and she explains that um, that their cat Cinnamon doesn't walk very well anymore, so we kind of assume that she's an old cat, and that would explain why she needs to be pushed around outside, I guess. Um, I mean, it's pretty rare that people take their cats outdoors, but maybe if you live... Um, if you live in a house and you have a front yard or a backyard, um, I guess that's more of a normal thing. So that was very cute. But yeah, we learned that Cinnamon is not very well, which of course is important for later. And a little bit later, we see that Rory is reading at the bus stop she's waiting for her uh, public bus to um, to pull up and take her to school and Dean actually sees her from afar and ends up following her onto the bus and he sits behind her and he kind of spooks her <laughs> and he um, I guess we haven't seen Dean for a few episodes right yeah it's been a little while but he thanks her for helping him get the job at the corner store and or I guess it's more like a market and it sounds like it's been going really well for him and we get the sense that he's been working there maybe for a few weeks now I guess I don't know it, it kind of seems like they they might not have seen each other for a few weeks 
and they're sort of striking up a bit of a conversation while the bus is moving like the bus is already driving away and Rory suddenly realizes that he needs to be back back at school in Stars Hollow and not sitting on a bus going to Hartford and she's like starting to panic for him because she doesn't really I guess she doesn't really get it that he's just taking this bus to be with her and not because he has anywhere in particular to go so he definitely doesn't seem to care too much that he might be running late to school or he's going far away from school so he just ends up getting off at the next stop and he says um, he actually says goodbye Lorelai Gilmore which is important because um, I actually didn't realize this until the second time I watched this episode but um, it does come up later in the episode I don't want to give it away but just remember that phrase goodbye Lorelai Gilmore and that was their interaction now of course we're at the Chilton bake sale which I certainly was looking forward to I don't know if you guys were but I feel like like if the parents are going to be really involved in the bake sale it probably won't be because they genuinely care about making good food I feel like they would just do it maybe in a competitive sense that's just kind of the vibe that I'm getting I feel like maybe they would try to compete with each other um, and we kind of saw that as well because basically um, Suki ends up baking everything and not all of it was baked actually there was some fresh fruit like she had cut watermelon into the shape of a swan which looked so pretty but she seems to have a bunch of different treats on the table outside and she ends up accidentally lighting part of the tablecloth on fire because she had a blowtorch and and it looked like she was going to like put the finishing touch on something with the blowtorch and she um set the tablecloth on fire just like the corner of it and Lorelai just um, didn't make too much of a fuss about it. She just very quickly just went to the t- the table right next to hers and took a cup of lemonade out of the little like punch bowl and just splashed it on the fire and it went out. But just getting back at my earlier point about how I sort of feel like the parents at this school are just not very warm and welcoming. Um, because when she took the lemonade, they seemed really, really pissed off and very unfriendly. So it definitely feels like a caricature of maybe the kind of parents that you meet at a prep school or something. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that they're not all like that, but it certainly feels like a bit of a caricature. Um, but yeah, so also I was reading a blog post about this episode. Um, if you want to know the name, I wrote it down. It's called Woman in Revolt. And I was just kind of reading this blog, blog post. And the author of the blog actually 
was a bit upset that Lorelai seems to be really taking advantage of Suki. So as we know, they're really close friends, if if not best friends. And um, Suki just really enjoys cooking. I mean, it's her job, it's her passion. So it's understandable that she would go all out when someone asks her to do something like this. But yeah, the author of this blog post was really upset that Lorelai didn't even say thank you or it just seemed like she was kind of using her. But I don't know. How, how did you guys feel about that? Because um, when I was watching the episode, I kind of just sort of imagined that there was maybe an un unshown scene between the two of them where maybe Lorelai had asked Suki to do this favor for her. Um, so... I just sort of imagine that there was a scene that we were not shown where all of that goes down and I don't know I would like to believe that Lorelai is a good friend but I also can see how sometimes she's really disorganized or a little bit self-centered as well and so it's possible that she takes advantage of her friends sometimes yeah I'm curious what you all thought about that because that was an interesting detail that I found on that blog. But I think the most important part about this bake sale scene was that Mr. Medina comes up to Lorelai in the courtyard where all the tables were set up and he pulls her aside so they can just uh, walk together. And he explains that he, um, he really understands that uh, why Lorelai might be feeling a bit cold towards him, just considering that their last face-to-face -face conversation was a big fight in the headmaster's office, which I talked about last week. Um, but I think he, and we see this too in the scene, where um, I really feel like he was able to melt some of the ice between himself and Lorelai by the fact that he he allowed Rory to do some extra credit work. So it definitely didn't feel like they were in a hostile situation between each other. Um, but I think Mr. Medina was understandably a little bit like cautious when he approached her. But he explains that he's really going to try his best to make sure that Rory succeeds in Chilton. And I actually, I don't even think he used the word succeeds. Um, I think he might have said something like that Rory makes it out alive <laughs> or something. Or she, she makes it through. Um, which um, is very kind. And I... I feel like he comes across as really genuine, and we do believe that, but of course there is another motive there as to why um, why maybe he wants to treat Rory with a bit of a special, um, I don't know how to phrase that, but yeah, why he just wants to make Rory feel special. Um, 
is ultimately because he wants to make Lorelai feel special. He makes it clear that he's interested in her and he asks her out for coffee sometime, but as expected, Lorelai immediately has some trepidation about it because everyone at the school seems to be very gossipy. As we saw last week, when she went to the parent-teacher meeting, they were basically just gossiping about her in front of her face, which is pretty horrible. And she says they have lots of unwritten rules, so she's just scared to go on a date with her daughter's teacher, which is really understandable. Um, Despite all that, she actually accepts to just having coffee with him, and they agree to meet the next day across the street from Hartford State because Lorelai's taking a class there. Um, And yeah, so it sounds like they're going to meet after her class the next day. And I'm curious what you all thought about this. Um, I, it's tough. I feel like I'm really on Lorelai's side here, or at least I feel like I'm in the same mindset as her because I think I'm just really wary of the fact that he is Rory's teacher and that just seems like a really complicated dynamic to deal with. Um, But on the other hand, just as someone who's just watching this show just for enjoyment and not really worrying too much about the consequences of everything, um, just who they are as people, I think there's a really nice balance between both of their personalities um, and specifically that Lorelai can be sort of anxious and as I was saying before she can be sort of disorganized at times but on the other hand Max or Mr. Medina seems to provide her with a sense of calm and just reassurance for her. So I feel like because of that, they have a good balance with each other. And then also on the other hand, um, I feel like Lorelai could also help him get out of his shell more. Um, Not that we really know him very well, but um, I just get the impression that he is maybe a little more reserved and... um, and as we know, Lorelai is more outgoing and outspoken, so she could maybe help him um, be a little more outgoing or just um, complement that side of him more, which is a really nice combination to see in a TV show. And I, I feel like um, they really do have a lot of good chemistry, so... I'm excited to see where this goes for both of them, but that's really just coming from a place of, yeah, me just watching this show just for the fun of it. Um, If this were real life, I think things would be a lot more complicated, but yeah, I'm just watching this show for fun, 
So I'm curious to know what you all thought about this. Like, when you watched this scene for the first time, did you also feel kind of nervous about whether it would be able to work out? I don't know. So, right, okay, so then the next scene is really, uh, really fun. So we have Lane and Rory walking around Stars Hollow after school, and um, they end up, <laughs> they, yeah, so they end up passing by Cinnamon and uh, Babette and Maury, and they explain that Cinnamon is, I guess she has stomach problems or something because she ate clams at Al's Pancake World, which is so unfortunate, <laughs> but also just really, it's just funny to imagine that a pancake, uh, pancake restaurant or, yeah, a pancake place would serve clams because that just does not sound good. But as we see a little bit later, so after they kind of pass uh, Babette, they say goodbye for the moment. Um, Rory ends up breaking away from Lane because she needs to go see, um, she needs to get some things from the market, but as we know, Rory is just curious to see Dean there, and she ends up um, going inside, and Dean waves at her, but she just kind of ducks into an aisle, and I feel like she's always running away from him, but she also is um, just kind of curious about him and interested in him. But I think just from his perspective, he definitely is getting a different um, different signal from her, I guess, because she's always running away. So um, this is just another one of those examples where um, she's just maybe sending him the wrong message, but it's also just um, just goes to show that she's only a kid and she's not used to, um, I guess, these feelings because we kind of get the sense that maybe this is her first crush, I don't know. But just based on what I'm seeing, that's sort of what I imagine. And she ends up bumping into Miss Patty when she goes into a different aisle. And Miss Patty is just eating food right off the shelves. She's having different fruit. Um, <laughs> and she definitely seems like the person in the town with the most gossip and she immediately figures out that Rory is here to see Dean, and she just puts together all the pieces in a matter of seconds. And she ends up getting yelled at by Kirk, who is another employee at the market. And Rory ends up only buying a head of lettuce, and she leaves the store after barely speaking to Dean at all. I think he was helping uh, he was helping the cashier a little bit and putting stuff into shopping bags and, and um, but she didn't even want a bag. So yeah, she just kind of runs out of the store after that. But 
meanwhile we get the coffee scene between Lorelai and Max and I guess maybe it wasn't meanwhile I guess maybe this was the next day just because um they were talking about how they would go get coffee together the next day so I assume this must be the next day um and yeah so they're getting their coffee at a coffee shop in Hartford and they're sitting at the counter and they're also sitting really far apart from each other but um which is kind of an interesting visual just it's one of those um one of those things that I love about TV shows and movies and anything visual, any kind of visual form of storytelling, I guess, where even just looking at the way people are sitting um, and the way that their body language is, you can just immediately figure out how they're feeling. And I think the fact that they're sitting at the counter as well is another kind of level of separation or maybe a level of um, uh, discomfort a little bit that they have with their situation because when you're sitting at the counter with someone, you're not facing them. And on top of that, as I said, they're sitting one seat apart from each other. So um, there's actually enough room in between them that another guy just comes in and sits between them. (laughs) But that kind of thing just immediately shows you that they are a little bit nervous about each other, but also just the situation they're kind of nervous to be seen together maybe um or nervous about what this relationship might become because it could get very complicated just based on his job and the fact that she is his student's mother (laughs) but yeah and he's talking about how um he's very discreet when it comes to delicate relationships and he seems to be more, uh, much more for this relationship than she is. And, um, Lorelai is saying, uh, she's explaining where she's coming from and why she's so nervous. She says that Rory is my life and I don't want to do anything that would hurt her because she has this idea that if she and and Max get together and they end up breaking up, then Rory would be the one hurt in that situation, which um, which is really sad to think about that um, I think that Lorelai doesn't even realize her own true fears in this moment, which is that yes i think rory might get hurt if she does you know if lorelei does end up breaking up with him down the line but i think most of all lorelei would be the one who's hurt um 
and I think Lorelai is too scared to admit that and I'm sure this will come up in later episodes just Lorelai kind of realizing that it's not her daughter that she's afraid of it's actually she's afraid for herself um so I thought that was kind of sad that she wasn't really able to realize her real emotions um although of course being afraid for her daughter's feelings that's also a completely valid feeling to have as well but then max tells her a story about his uncle who was in love with a girl in his childhood and he never did anything about it until it was too late and he says that basically the moral of the story is you should always go with your gut when you feel something is right and it's um i mean i i guess it's a good story i also agree with lorelei um lorelei kind of asks him was any of that story even true and who knows maybe it wasn't true but um i think in many situations going with your gut and maybe another way of phrasing it is just following your heart um is the right thing to do or sometimes yeah sometimes you would rather just take a leap and follow your heart specifically i sort of saw that as a tie-in to rory and dean's storyline in this episode because um Dean definitely seems to have feelings for Rory just based on the fact that he's following her around and he's interested in her life. Um, And he's always the one who approaches her first. But Rory also, just based on what we're seeing of her, we also get the sense that she's interested in him, but she's just too shy to admit it right now. And I think maybe Rory is the uncle in this scenario where she maybe wants to follow her heart but she's too scared and so um she needs to make that leap as well or at least maybe she wants to but she's too scared to um and of course as we see later in the episode rory does sort of make Um, make a big step and um and so i think this story that mr medina or max is telling is just a really nice parallel for both of the storylines that we have going on like both romantic storylines in this episode if that makes any sense but eventually it gets to lorelei as well and she agrees to get dinner with him sometime and yeah she's she i guess she decides to take that leap as well and this is where max says to her goodbye lorelei gilmore which as i was saying earlier that's exactly what dean said to rory earlier and again it's that parallel between the two storylines 
I just really love that because it's very subtle. I mean, I see it as subtle. Maybe it's, um, maybe <laughs> it kind of came more, um, it showed up more clearly to some of you all. But I like how, how it played out. And actually, right after that, we get a scene between Suki and Lorelai at the counter at Luke's. Again, they're at another kind of counter, but this time they're Suki and Lorelai are sitting right next to each other, and they. Um, so I also saw that as a cute little parallel to the previous scene, where Lorelai and Max were sitting at a counter, but it was a totally different vibe. But Lorelai is just kind of telling the whole story about Max to Suki, and um, I also think this is the first time that we hear Lorelai talking to someone else about Max. So we really get to hear her true feelings from her own mouth instead of just kind of watching it happen. And she explains that she really likes him and she thinks he's perfect. But as I was saying earlier, this is where she expresses her fears about what could happen if they date but then break up and then Rory is the one who ends up getting hurt. Yeah, and that whole time Suki is also just kind of running around behind Luke's counter and uh, she's putting different garnishes on um, the plates of the other people sitting at the counter. Um, which ends up really upsetting Luke and we get this sense that Suki and Luke they are they both kind of play similar roles in the show in the sense that they're both serving food a lot but they have very very different styles of doing things um and yeah so Luke Luke just gets really upset at her for going behind his counter and just kind of taking over which is very understandable but it's also just a cute way to see their personalities clashing but yeah and then that scene gets cut short because Rory comes in and says that Cinnamon had an emergency so they all rush out and they go to Babette's house and we see that Cinnamon has unfortunately passed away and Babette and Maury are just devastated and they're kind of blaming themselves because they think that it might have been the clams <laughs> I mean the vet is right there and the vet is um, reassuring them she says no 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 it's I'm sure it wasn't the clams it wasn't anything that you did it wasn't your fault um, she really was just very old and seemed like she just passed away of old age. I really like how we end up seeing how much Babette and Maury cared for their pet, which I know it's definitely played for laughs at a lot of points in the episode, but it has an undercurrent of love, I think, just seeing people who really, really care about their animal and their pet and their pet really just becoming like a family member 
and when that animal passes away it's really devastating and I don't think that any of that was really overplayed at all I mean maybe it's rare to hold a kind of funeral or wake for your pet Um, although I did really like how extravagant it was Um, I do appreciate the fact that um, that they're showing how truly devastating it can be to lose a pet because they really they really do become your family member and um, it's not talked about as much I thought that was very sweet and comforting to watch all of that just to see like all this love for a cat but it really does ultimately bring together the whole town because later that day Babette and Maury invite everyone over for Cinnamon's wake and we get to see the inside of their home which is really cute I think there's this kind of joke where all the doorways are really short and I assume it's because Babette is pretty short but Maury is really tall so um and we learn that Maury took some getting used to it because he would sort of he would bump his head a lot when he was just starting out to live in Babette's home so um I thought that was really cute and I like seeing their relationship a lot because they seem to have a very very sweet relationship together and um and they do seem like very different people but they connect on their shared love of animals and also Maury is very much into jazz and they have a really beautiful piano in their home so he was entertaining the guests at the wake and he was playing a bunch of music. I thought that was very lovely to see that. And then we have Suki and Luke. They come in carrying trays of food for everyone. It seems like they both sort of catered the event, but I'm sure it wasn't any kind of formal hiring or anything. I think they just did this out of the goodness of their heart, where they just, they're the two people in the town that make food for a living so they um just naturally brought a lot of food over for all the guests and again this is where we see Suki and Luke their personalities clashing which I really enjoyed watching where Suki just has a very methodical way of placing the food um so that there's a nice flow for the guests and she clearly has a lot of experience in cooking for events where people are moving around a lot but Luke on the other hand just puts the bags on the table and lets everyone dig in right away so they have very different styles Um, and then later Dean actually comes in he's carrying crates of soda which I assume he must have brought it from the market and I wonder if he paid for it with his own money. I don't know. But 
Lorelai is kind of watching them and because Rory just greets him and uh, Lorelai is just getting a sense. I think this is maybe the first time where Lorelai actually sees him. Um, so she is noticing a little something between the two of them and Dean I guess Dean wants to talk to Rory so he says do you have a second and she says no I have gum (laughs) and then she just runs off again she's always running away so I thought that was very cute um and then oh my gosh this was a very tense moment um it definitely got my heart racing a little bit because Rory ends up seeing Mr. Medina next door so as a reminder Rory and Lorelai's house is right next door to Babette's house so if you're standing on Babette's porch you can see the porch and like the front door of Lorelai and Rory's home and basically Rory ends up looking out and she sees Mr. Medina is knocking on their door and Rory is just really confused she's like was there some kind of problem with my assignment or did I get into trouble in school or something and Lorelai realizes that it's Thursday and they're supposed to have dinner so she completely forgot about her date with Mr. Medina and I don't know how you all felt about this but I thought it was pretty surprising that she forgot about their date I feel like this episode I'm having a bit of trouble uh, understanding the passage of time Um, as you probably noticed earlier when I was explaining some of the scenes I got a little bit mixed up in whether we're talking about the next day or whether we're talking about something happening meanwhile the previous scene is happening so it's a little bit confusing in this episode and I so I assume this wake for cinnamon um, is happening maybe like a week after the coffee date between Lorelai and Max I'm not sure but yeah it, it was a little bit confusing for me So maybe that's why it was surprising to me that Lorelai forgot about their date because in my mind it seemed like this scene was happening just like the next day after they had their coffee date, but I could be wrong about that. It might have been a whole week later, but even so, I just find it unfortunate that she forgot because it ends up leaving Max feeling confused because he doesn't know how dedicated she is and he doesn't know really how she's feeling about this whole thing. And she ends up explaining that there is this emergency with the neighbor's cat and they had, you know, they had a funeral or a wake for the cat and it just sounds so outrageous that Max is like, yeah, right, okay, you'll just make up any fake excuse. I mean, he doesn't say that but I think that's kind of what he was imagining and um, it definitely sounded like a fake excuse just for her to cancel on him Um, especially because he knows that she had already been experiencing some uh, hesitation 
about dating him in the first place so yeah he might have just assumed oh maybe she decided that this really isn't for her and maybe she's kind of backpedaling a little bit but she really begs him to call her later so that they can reschedule and figure it out and he does end up agreeing i'm curious to know what you all thought about this if you were max would you have given her another chance um i feel like i would but it definitely would rub me the wrong way if someone i really liked canceled at the last second and i sort of felt like they might be making up a fake excuse but i think the bottom line is he really really likes her and so he's willing to give her another chance kind of actually just like he gave rory a second chance if you think about it so maybe he's kind of seeing how like mother like daughter kind of situation right where rory was late to her test rory missed her test he gave her a second chance to do extra credit and then same thing here rory actually caught lorelei calling him by his first name max so now rory is starting to put together the pieces a little bit and that will come up again later but there's also a really sweet scene between babette and lorelei back inside in babette's kitchen um where babette is just sorting through all the pills for cinnamon and she has no use for them anymore of course so i assume she's gonna toss them away but they're both talking about how um how it's really difficult when your child grows up and moves on without you or maybe not to go so far as to say without you but um it's just difficult to watch your child not have to rely on you their parent anymore which um is very relatable and i think at least for me it's very relatable for my life right now just because I am about to move away to start a job and it's the first time I'm not going to be living in the same city as my parents so um, it's just it's a big step for both me and my parents I think so I thought this scene was very touching for me just because it really spoke to what is going on in my life right now of course in this scene babette is referring to her cat and how her cat passed away and now babette has to move on with her life now that she doesn't have her quote-unquote child she doesn't have her cat anymore but also with lorelei too because um i mean we're just taking very small baby steps here but rory is she's in high school she's growing up she's maybe she's not a child anymore as we've seen over the course of these first five episodes how lorelei very often treats rory like a child how rory is struggling 
between wanting to be her mother's child but also wants to be her own person and wants to grow up so it's a very relatable topic for both Babette and Lorelai in this scene but I also wrote down what Babette said which I really love she said eventually you have to move on figure out what your life is going to be when you're not busy taking care of somebody else and that was very sweet and very true I think that's just part of life and not only is it difficult for the parent but it's also difficult for the child Um, not that I am a child but just I think the fact that I'm moving away from my parents I think both parties have to figure out what your life is going to be like now that you're more independent and you have your own um, you're kind of on your own path now later that evening in Babette's garden she has a lot of gnomes in her garden Rory is sitting alone and Dean ends up showing up and I assume this is where we find out what Dean had been wanting to tell her because you know how earlier he had asked her if she had a minute to talk and this is where he says I've been kind of bugging you but I understand that you're not interested so I'll stop bothering you and I guess Rory is a little bit taken aback because she doesn't I don't think she had really understood that he was interested in her but now that he says it more directly she not only understands more clearly but she also takes that as the opportunity to say that she's interested in him she also runs off after that scene as well but it's uh, it's just a very small step forward and I really like the song that was playing in this scene as well. Lorelai actually ends up coming over after Dean has left, and this is where she explains everything to Rory about Max. And Rory is naturally just very nervous about what would happen once her classmates find out, which, oh my gosh, that just sounds horrible. They probably think that Mr. Medina is giving her special treatment because of it but actually what Rory ends up being more upset about is simply the fact that her mother didn't tell her about it first Um, because it kind of seemed like Lorelai had been hiding this new relationship from Rory and Rory only found out about it and it was kind of like she wasn't supposed to figure it out but she did and that made her feel really upset because it's like her mom wasn't honest with her I guess or she was withholding all this uh, this big secret from her and Lorelai promises that she won't hide anything from her daughter and she's going to be completely an open book from now on I don't know how I feel about this because everyone has a right to their own privacy, you know? I think when it comes to the fact that Lorelai is now dating 
Rory's teacher, okay, that's a big deal, and that's obviously something that Rory needs to know about, but um, Lorelai made it seem like she's never going to withhold anything from her daughter, and she's just, they're going to share everything together, which I don't think is necessary for them to have a good mother-daughter relationship. I don't think that it needs to be that way for it to be just like a successful, caring relationship. But I also wondered whether Lorelai was saying that to her daughter, like whether Lorelai was promising that she would be an open book to her daughter because maybe deep down Lorelai actually wanted the same thing from Rory. You know, Lorelai caught a quick glimpse of Rory's interactions with Dean, and so maybe Lorelai feels like, uh, feels a little scared that now Rory is going to have this thing going on with Dean and she won't tell her mom about it. And so maybe Lorelai wants Rory to be open with her. It's kind of like a two-way street for her, if that makes sense. At the end of the evening, Lorelai and Rory, they get back home and they get a call from Emily. So Emily basically is asking, uh, where were you? I've been calling you. Why haven't you picked up? And Lorelai explains, oh, we were at a funeral for a neighbor's cat. And in the background, Rory is like, no, 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 don't say anything. (laughs) And Emily just gets confused, I would say. She says, she says my favorite line. She says, you skipped your own cousin's funeral for a cat funeral. Lorelai just couldn't plan for it to happen. I mean, no one knew that this was going to happen. So I guess that's just life. Sometimes things come up like that. That was a nice little way to wrap it up because, you know, the first scene in this episode was also with Emily and now we close off that scene with Emily again. Um, Close off the episode. The very last moments in the episode is where Lorelai says to Rory, if you are feeling uncomfortable about me seeing Max, like, if you feel uncomfortable at any point, just tell me and it's over, you know? And it really seems like Lorelai wants permission from her daughter. It seems like she's looking for every excuse to not go out with him. We end on a positive note where we get to this place of Rory basically approving of Lorelai's choice. And again, I don't know how I feel about it. I think I really do feel like I'm on the fence. Um, Just because if I were in that universe where these kind of decisions actually mattered (laughs) and I wasn't just watching a TV show um I would feel kind of icky about it yeah it just feels a little uncomfortable but just from an entertainment perspective I really like Mr. Medina I like his chemistry with Lorelai and so I'm just excited to see where that goes so I think this is the perfect time to just take oh 
sorry that was my glass moving <laughs> I think this is the perfect time to just take a break and when I come back I have some very exciting things to share okay hi <laughs> welcome back from break I'm super excited to share um, a new segment that I want to incorporate into this podcast, which is called Mail Time, where I get to open up some mail and read some thoughts that listeners have sent me. I have been so lucky to have been corresponding with one of my listeners named Erica, who is super sweet and really, really thoughtful, and she's become like my new podcast friend. She has some really insightful things to say about um, the relationship between Lorelai and her mother, and then also Rory and her mother, Lorelai. So I just wanted to read to you what she says. Lorelai is the kind of mother who does anything for her daughter. She was so young and lonely when she had her and it's beautiful to see their relationship growing, evolving, and changing. Sometimes they fight, of course it's not perfect, but they always find a way to forgive each other and talk. Emily and Richard are loving grandparents, mostly Richard. Emily is more uptight and has this urge to control everything, something we can see in Lorelai and in Rory as well. It's funny how we try to escape and do things differently from our roots, but eventually we find ourselves doing the exact same thing. But Emily loves Rory, it's undeniable, and she wants the best for her. So I just wanted to say thank you again for sharing your thoughts, because I feel like this actually just fits in perfectly with today's episode, but of course with the whole series that we've seen so far. Um, Kind of like what I was talking about, where... Um, I must have been talking about this a few weeks ago, but just the fact that Emily um, is definitely more uptight, very controlling, um, and really um, cares a lot about um, how she's presenting to the world and just cares a lot about what other people think of her. And then on the flip side of that, because Lorelai had grown up in that environment, she wanted to break away from that and sort of, to put it in Erica's words, she says um, she wants to escape and do things differently, right? And that's why Lorelai is more, um, maybe more outgoing and more um, outspoken as well. And she doesn't seem to care as much what other people think of her. She just kind of marches to the beat of her own drum. But eventually we see that at the core of each of these people, um, they really are a lot more alike than they seem. So, for example, Emily is very controlling, But Lorelai is also very controlling, um, and she, um, and then similarly, we see that in Rory as well. I think with Rory, her need for control comes out in her studies and just her being 
very studious and caring a lot about um, her grades and, and things like that. So in a sense, we see this kind of common thread throughout the generations. Um, no matter how hard each individual person tries to escape and kind of do things differently from their parents, ultimately we see um, a common thread that's maybe a little bit hidden in there, but it is there. And that's a very common thing. I think I certainly experienced that in my own life, and I'm sure you all too, do you all do too. But yeah, these are just kind of things that I like to notice in these shows. And um, I'm definitely, um, I sort of see this podcast as a way to have fun, but also kind of as a way for me to analyze just the different characters and the plot. And in in a similar way to maybe how you would if you were reading a novel or something. That's kind of how I see it. Because there is a reason why we feel so drawn to this show and why it is really comforting. And I think that is truly because the characters are so relatable, even though sometimes they seem kind of outrageous um, at the core of things. we really do, or at least I do, (laughs) I see myself, I see my life, I see my, (laughs) oh my god, my Siri just turned on, (laughs) but to get back to what I was saying, um, yeah, you just see yourself in it, right, and that is very comforting to see relatability on TV, um, especially in these family dynamics, I think, that's where it's the most relatable, at least for me, is just in all these family relationships, So, yeah, that was um, what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I think I'm going to start to wrap it up right now, but I just wanted to say that if you ever want to send me your thoughts, just like how Erica did, then you can always email me at mycomfortshow at gmail.com or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at mycomfortshow Um, As I was saying earlier, my Instagram is really just brand new, so I would love to just start building a community on there as well, Um, but it's also just a really fun way for you guys to see, like, actually (laughs) be able to see the recipes that I'm making for this podcast so I hope that's fun for you all and um, I'll leave you all with the title for next week's episode so let me just pull it up because I haven't taken notes on that episode just yet give me one second Mm. okay it's called Rory's birthday parties Um, which now I'm kind of vaguely remembering what happens in this one, but I'm excited to watch it and take notes. That's always a lot of fun for me as well. But yeah, I hope you all have a great week. Um, And I look forward to speaking with you soon. See you next time.